Welcome readers to this lovely springtime episode of If You're Happy Do You Know It with my very, 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 very dear friend Edwin Van Bainham, who unfortunately lives about three and a half thousand miles away from me, but I did manage to nab him on a short um, sojourn around Christmas last year. And we had a, a lovely old chat with some mince pies and coffee, and here is that episode. We talk at length about our history together. We talk about the bravery I fear it must have taken him to just up and move to a different country, but um, he just seems to take all things that life throws at him in his stride, and maybe that's why he is a happy guest. Please do listen, please do enjoy, please do review, please do rate, please do rambunctious yourself. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast arena. Would you prefer to be known as Ed, Edwin, or I go by Edwin these EVB. days? Oh, I'm Edwin. Should we start that off? I'm, Edwin. I'm Edwin. I'm Edwin. Hi, oh. Edwin. Thanks for coming to visit me in the land of the United Kingdom. Beautiful place. Yeah. Well, it's small and green. Yeah, a lot like my toes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is a concern. Welcome to the podcast arena, Edwin Van Bainham. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure. Now you're an you're a prolific podcaster yourself, so um, oh, well. it's a pleasure to have a pro. Finally, well, well, yes. What I learned is don't say yes all the time when you're when the other person's talking because that yes. adds nothing. Great, good. I'm glad <laughs> I can pass that information on. Yes. And two, I make so many like mouth noises. Oh yeah, yeah I am I one of those really annoying people. Yeah. I noticed the other day because um, well, same as well here is that I've got a bit of a cold. Just listening to my breathing so much when the other part, <laughs> like, oh, stop breathing, you stupid fat ignoramus. <laughs> um, also, lean back if you're laughing because no, no one wants to hear that. Ah, <laughs> oh, the chuckles. Oh, the chuckles. Um, is one of the top tips to drink coffee and eat mince pies while speaking? Oh yeah, that's what they tell you at NPR. That's the first rule of thumb. Oh. So NPR. you're killing it right now. Yeah. Woohoo! I'm having mince pie. So, I actually read that uh, apple juice. You should be drinking apple juice if you're before you uh, you record any kind of voice audio. Really? Yeah, because coffee with milk, the milk that gives you that um, yeah, um, yeah. kind Dairy's of thing. Definitely off. Dairy's yeah. bad idea. Uh, but apple juice uh, is very good and kind of cuts through that. Uh, really? That mouth, 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 mouth the, What's it called? Mouthiness. Yeah. This is what I read. That is really interesting because I feel like when I have apple juice, I get quite Cassie. phlegmy. Oh. <laughs> that um, was my favourite member of Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. Mm. Um, oh, too soon? Flemmy from, from, from Motorhead. Uh, tribute band. So, yeah, this podcast, have you heard any of it before? You don't have to I have. It. Oh, great. I listened to several episodes on the way up. Which ones were they? I listened to, well, the people that I know, so Stuart... Yeah, and yeah. then uh, the most recent one, uh, Josh. Mm, Josh. Mm, Josh. Mm, Josh. That was the most recent. That's what today. Hanson's first song was. But by be the called. time this comes out, oh. we'll be way, we'll be deep, we'll be deep diving, deep in the stack. Okay. Yeah, deep cuts, deep deep cuts. Um, well, then you know what it's about. It's relaxed. It's it's casual. It's relaxed. It's and casual. We are not mince pie. Yet I am quite anxious oh, because the feeling. Yeah. Because the idea of talking about myself and my feelings makes me desperately uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've learned that often the things you want to do least are actually the most important things to do. Oh, there you go. So, here I am. Well, I would, I would say you don't have to do any of those things because you can take it from a position of where you feel comfortable coming at it. Mm -hmm. uh, much, like, much like some of our guests... Well, you know, it's, it's up to you. Like, some people want to d dive straight in with the... It's how much you want to give. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. 
you know. And I thought Josh was amazingly generous to talk about religion and spirituality yeah. in a way that, yeah, it's pretty revealing. Yeah, and and it, was it was really interesting to me because I think, like I said on the thing, uh, for those listening, this is way back with Josh Bryant, who was who came out in December last year. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, for me, I was like, I don't know Josh that well, but um, he was so willing to come on and do it. He's really lovely, but I also don't know many religious people. Yeah. Or people of faith. I don't know many... Especially I don't know me, or maybe I do, but they never ever talk about it, whereas he's very like, that defines me in a lot of ways. So yeah, I agree. He was um, he was a good episode. Please do go back and listen to it, everyone. But yeah, your episode has got nothing to do with baby Jesus at all. <laughs> you hate that guy. <laughs> no. um, but you're, uh, you're, um, you're, a, you're a man in many ways you, I'm, in many ways I'm a man yep. and uh, you make me incredibly happy whenever I get to see you but, oh. um, and in a way maybe I could be a lot happier if you didn't live 3,000 miles away uh-huh. but I want to talk to you about that specific thing because I think it's come up a few times on the podcast about how sometimes if you're if someone's unhappy they will try and make big elaborate changes to their situation right? in the vain attempt that it will bring happiness and often it doesn't because they're still there. You can run as far as you want but it turns out that you're still there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, when you decided to move 3,000 miles away, you weren't particularly unhappy. Am I right? right? Correct. But I feel like you became more continuously positive with the move. Do you remember what led to that big move? What you kind of thought about what was going to happen? Or did you just go, that'd be a laugh? (laughs) Bang it. (laughs) I'm off. Six years ago, Mm I... You do edit the show, right? So this will be cut out. Ish. What? Well, I edit, you know, usually when I say something inflammatory. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's back up. Okay. And we'll tell the story. About six years ago, October 2012, I moved from London, Ickenham. Shout out to the Ickenham Posse. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally Central no one there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Tulips. West Rice Lips, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I was at the time consulting at the BBC. I'm a software engineer mm-hmm. by trade. And uh, yeah, October 2012, I moved to New York to work for Spotify. And yeah, I, do, I remember at the time, nothing really led to it. It was pure coincidence. Um, I had applied for a job at Spotify a few months before when they were just in Stockholm. And at the time, it didn't really work out because they were a small company. I wasn't ready to move to Sweden. Um, <laughs> I kind of wanted to, different things and opportunity both in London, so I stayed here. Fast forward, you know, uh, a few months, and now they've got an office in New York. And I saw an ad for, hey, they need software engineers there. So I thought, huh, oh, well, you know, I'll send an email, <laughs> see what happens. And turns out the guy who actually offered me a job the first time around now was in New York. Mm-hmm. Remembered me, and then things kind of moved pretty quickly from then. Yeah, from then forward, and I think it just never felt like a huge thing, and that seems kind of ridiculous now when I say, "Yeah, I just left my job, my friends, <laughs> and my family, moved to a country where I knew zero people, in a big city where I knew no one, to start a new life." Yeah, but at the time, it really didn't actually feel that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just the thing you were doing. It was just that a, day. it was just yeah. the thing that happened next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose there was some trepidation. I do actually remember you gave me some great advice on on text message. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what did you say? Did I? Uh, and I think this was about the time that zoo movie came out, and you said sometimes you've just got to buy the zoo. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes we bought you do. a zoo, <laughs> and you did. Yeah. You bought the zoo. I bought the zoo. Yeah, I love that. 
that I did come out. I do come out with a lot of bollocks. But, um, <laughs> Sometimes. <yeah>. Sometimes <laughs> with some gems. Yeah. Uh, I love We Bought a Zoo so much. There you go. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it's funny because people go, well, surely you don't because no one likes We Bought a Zoo because it's called We Bought a Zoo, right? Right. And yeah. a lot of people saw the trailer Name's where the tricky. kid goes, We Bought a Zoo! And they go, oh, that looks shit. But Difficult it's film. a really lovely movie. It's so good. I like Matt Damon. It's great. Um, but I still yeah. have not actually seen that. Despite buying a zoo, I've not actually seen the movie, so maybe I should do that. <laughs> you should buy yeah. the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a nice movie. It's hard, yeah. though, if your cat is put down and then three days oh. later you watch it and they have to put a, cat, a big oh. cat down in it. <laughs> that's rough. Oh. That's rough. Don't do that. Okay, that's good advice. And then your friends are like, why did we watch this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I... I I remember it very well. I remember your la- the last meal at the services where we ate all. <laughs> oh my god! The I did food. not remember that until you just mentioned it. And we made wow. a. I felt so bad. I lost. We made a fried this. chicken burger with Dunk- oh. um, Krispy Kreme bun. Yes, called. Oh, what's they called? What do they call it? It's the. Oh, I have no idea. Did no. we call it something? Oh no! There's a name. It's like the Napoleon Burger or the oh, rats. There is a name for it, but yes. The Edwin buys a zoo. The, the double-double. No. The double-double yes, is, is where, the, you t- where they make the chicken and the breast. The chicken's like the bun, right? <laughs> the chicken the is the bun. Yeah. And the, the bun is the chicken? Yeah, 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 works. yeah. yeah. Chicken and the bun. Uh, what came you, first? You essentially take your Zinger Tower burger and yeah. then remove the bun and replace that with a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, you did that. Uh, it was good. We ate everything at the services and then you left. And I remember being like... Uh, really, really distressed on the way home. Oh! But at the same time, really excited because you were doing this really cool thing, but you were like just so chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've always admired you for that, and maybe uh, somewhere inside, like you say, there was trepidation, but it was just like, uh, I'm going to do that now. Yeah, um, I think there's two things, looking back on it now, is that Firstly, I had the security that, like, if it didn't work out, well, I'll just come back. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. super lucky that my parents have a house and it's big enough that if I need to live there for a few months, then that's yeah totally fine. We get on well, you know. Mm-hmm. There's that stability there uh, if ever I needed it. Um, and two, I was going to a country that I knew I liked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a completely brand new place. Yeah. You know, we had been to New York in 2008, we had special yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closed down all the venues in our way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then yeah, we'd been we vacationing in the States mm-hmm. whenever we could, once a year at least. Yeah. In fact, that was the same year I moved to New York was we drove San Francisco to Seattle for my birthday. Oh, man, that was a good Chipotenekis. <laughs> so we should fill people in a little bit. So, like, um, yes, we both very played in a band together for... <sighs> How many years would it have been? I guess like... Four or five? Yeah. That's kind of how we first met. Yeah, right? so we met through... And to be honest, I can't actually remember meeting you for the first time. Four. I was pondering this and I... I knew... In, my, like in, in you, the movie yeah. version, we first meet in the back of a tour bus. But that's <laughs> absolutely yeah. not possible because yeah, we would have... Weeks we of rehearsal, rehearsals, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just the mundane stuff that comes before going on a tour, but... Yeah, that is the movie, but definitely I can see that <laughs> yeah. scene, like, hey, Ed, yeah, 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 get in the bus. Um, yeah, well, I can't remember the first time we met. It was probably at a gig when you were in oh. the band before you quit the band, when I wasn't in the band. Then right. I were a place. So Ed was in a band with my brother and my now sister-in-law. Right. And then Ed left the band quite early on, and then they replaced Ed with me. At one in the morning, I remember that phone call too. And then, <laughs> then the drummer that was in the band at the time quit. Not long after that, and then Ed came back but changed instrument. Right, and yeah. starting lineup. Yeah, listen to our work. Find us. Yeah. Find the Indelicates on Spotify or Indelicates.com. Yeah, Spotify. What a place to be. Um, <laughs> Got to get the plug in. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, they're doing quite well now, aren't they? Spotify. 
Yeah, it's yeah. tricky. I mean, you know, I know what goes on inside. Oh, right, <laughs> so. yeah. But it's, it's quite popular. It um, is quite popular. Yeah, yeah, they've done pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were doing that. And then so we did go on tour a bunch of times. And we went, we toured the States in 2008, as you said. And I think before you hadn't been, had you? Or you'd been... Right, the, yeah, really we went been. to New York. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever been to the That's States. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because you've got some family there and so you... Yeah, and we just went states crazy. Yeah, and you went we twice going. in one year? I went five times in 2008. I remember that because the exchange rate was two to one. <laughs> oh, well, those halcyon days. Like one to oh one. My God. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. But wow, what a, what a year to go five times. Yeah, we went a bunch. But we went in all the venues that we played in New York, in the New York and Jersey area, subsequently closed down, went bankrupt... Turned into Some, a child's nursery. Turned into a child's nursery. Yep. Also, the showcase show we had in Austin was levelled. That <laughs> building didn't only even close. No one wanted it. They levelled the it. The Rio Grande. Yeah, gone. It's mm. a parking lot now. Um, and then they paid Don Hills died. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> literally died after we played there. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, it's a good band. It wasn't good our band. fault. Yep. Favourite so, delicate song, Go. Vladimir. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's, an, that's an old cut. Nice. I didn't even think is, <laughs> that must be the truth. I would have to really... Yeah. Do you know what? I was thinking the other day, Point Me to the West is way up there as well, oh. and the sequel to Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> wow. Uh, deep knowledge. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, the song that we never got to play live, Oh yeah. Uh, better to know. Yeah. That's such a good track. Yeah. That, yeah, man, that's all. I love it. Just that guitar solo at the end. Oh, that gets me. Sometimes yeah, I go back great, and listen to it. Great, great track. Oh, there must. I mean, a lot of elevator music I like. Um, yeah, that was the first it? record I had no knowledge of what was going on or anything, and so I was like, oh yeah. So that was kind of fun to see it from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, anyway, anyway this is inside baseball, a big yeah. and delicate. But yeah, we um, and that was a very happy time. We had a lot of good times on the old tour, but also like really miserable times, but good. And I remember feeling that uh, on a lot of these tours that I felt, looking back, very lonely sometimes. And if it hadn't been for you, I'm not sure how long I would have stuck it out. And that's nothing against anyone else in the band, but yeah. it was always like... People had different things going on that would preoccupy them, and I felt like we we formed a, a tight bond in the back of those vans. Yeah, I felt the same. I think we yeah we're on the same wavelength somehow in a way that yeah. didn't require efforts to be around <laughs> each other. Yes. Yeah. Like we yeah. knew when we could be loud or just when to shut the hell up and just yeah. have some quiet <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Um, in a way that yeah, I don't think I really had with other people there. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, no, you certainly made it a lot more fun. Yeah, it was nice, good times. And then, yeah, like you say, we, that, I'll never forget that road trip. We took off. <laughs> we didn't really know where we were going to go, but we kind of wanted to know that we would try and get to Seattle, but we'd see because it was a long way. And we left San Francisco one morning in your bright orange, it was a Camaro, wasn't it, that year? Or, I was a Charger. I was yeah. a Charger. Got the Dodge Charger. Took the Charger, went up the... Uh, the Pacific Coast Highway, all the way to Seattle, went through a tree, which isn't there anymore. <laughs> we went through a tree. Oh, really? Yeah, that, I think it died or something. They had to chop it down. It's really oh, sad. Oh, Drove wow. through a tree. It was oh. really fun. Yeah, and, don't um, don't buy, don't get a big wide ass muscle car and try and drive that through a tree. <laughs> that was, yeah, it's really scary. That was snug. Yeah, and then um, yeah, we got to Seattle at like three in the morning in that hotel. And it was yeah. great. And then for your actual 30th birthday, we met Jordan Ekis, which was a Japanese version of Jordan Ekis. Which <laughs> also a deep cut. Like, is, what, is that band is around anymore? We, we are, are the in crowd. crowd. I think they uh, are not. I mean, they are mm. in my stereo ears. Right. Yeah. They're in my ears. Uh, I think they're not, like, not... They, they, they just sort of went on indefinite hiatus and mm. no one wanted anything more from them, perhaps, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great band. They made me very happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, I digress. But yeah, we've we have a uh, a history of being 
yeah. incredibly close to one another once physically. You, <laughs> yes, yes. Once you've spent twenty-seven. Well, no. Once you've spent twenty-four. Once you've spent twenty out of twenty-four hours in a in a bus with someone. Yeah, for yeah. two weeks. You got to crack on with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I remember when you left, it was like, oh, this is. It was a really weird thing of like, this is so. This is exactly what Ed wants. Great. Man, I'm sad that he's going. But <laughs> it's good because now, uh, you know, I can still see you once or twice a year. And we always seem to pick up where we left off, which is a very happy thing for me because it's not like... Yeah. It's not that's tricky. Really, yeah, it's not. It's like, it's a low-maintenance friendship. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah. And I have a couple... I have like maybe two of those where I don't need to be emailing you every day. No. Texting or like liking your photos on Instagram. No. Well, I try to. But yeah, we can. They're all cats. Yeah. <laughs> but we go boom. All right, we're back to where we. I'm back. Like, hey, I'm flying in on Wednesday morning. Got time for a coffee. Yeah, and I will. And now that's what I do. Go to Heathrow, pick up the car, <laughs> yeah. drive to have coffee with Al. Yeah, like, pretty much the it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the routine. Yeah. Um, so how is how have the last six years been? Like we didn't catch up. Like right. Did you think that change of environment? Did change you? Did change your outlook? Did change? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. Yeah, I mean, there's. It would be crazy if they didn't change me. Um, Moving to a new country and a whole new thing. Um, it worked out pretty well. Mm. <laughs> As uh, truth be told, managed to extend my visa. Um, now playing my green card, so I'm probably going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, America on paper should be a terrible place. Like there's just massive social injustice, systemic racism. The president is a completely incompetent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and everything about it is just terrible. But on a day to day basis, it is quite delightful. <laughs> That's in the, yeah. In a way that yeah, yeah. is difficult to explain. But I've always felt happy there. I think you know, even when mm-hmm. we were on tour there, when we were on on vacation. Somehow, I always felt happy there. And mm-hmm. so I think that I had that knowledge in my pocket when yeah. this opportunity came along, knowing that, yeah, I like it over there. This is not going to be a huge... Well, it's not a big, scary thing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this is going to be a, a fun thing. Was it... Because uh, I've heard a lot of people's... Um, it'd be the other way, where people have said, <clears throat> oh, I loved going on holiday to a place. Mm. Or I loved doing like I went there on business or something. <laughs> so then they moved there, and it's like, oh, that is not. Whereas you're saying, I knew what it was like from that, and it is. Yeah, it works out. Pretty it's well. not yeah. even. Yeah, there's not nothing even... you didn't sort of go. Oh, that I didn't see that coming. That is actually not so good. Oh no, nothing really sp- springs wow. to mind. I mean, Great. figuring out the healthcare that was a bit weird. Yeah, because you're like, what? But you're what covered, is this? right? Right. I'm right. happy that you're covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm covered, but yeah, you're still like, scary. what's a PPO? What's a yeah, DMO? Yeah. What's a? I'm like, this is bonkers. We're doing another podcast about all the abbreviations. <laughs> Have you looked at your mug, by the way? Ah! <laughs> Jesus, that's terrifying. It's Nicholas Cage it's... on a mug, but just his face. Yeah, literally just his face, nothing yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. Like, not even no, a head. Yeah. Well, it's like face off, isn't it? Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> D- is there anything about having relocated that surprised you? No, I think the hardest thing is just not having that network of friends and mm. colleagues and people that you know. That you're kind of, well, I mean, you are. You are starting entirely from scratch, mm. and so there's not even that bit of a connection to other people which is not a problem but sometimes you're like oh you want to you know we need a new engineer on our team or um you know you just don't quite have that support network Mm. of the school friends the people you worked with on previous jobs the people you kind of friends or friends that whole social network if you will Mm. isn't there and that can be kind of hard sometimes um when I first moved there, I kind of made the decision that I would live with people because, you know, that's the quickest way to kind of meet people and get mm. and start building a base. It's like, yeah, you've got flatmates or roommates. Mm-hmm. And that actually worked out pretty well. 
New York being New York, they've now moved on and now don't live in that city anymore. So right, all that groundwork yeah. I did, now it's kind of for naught. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but what, um, see, I've always thought of you as an interesting mix of people. Because a lot of people, obviously, that come on here and a lot of people that I know are, for want of a better word, creatives. So I don't love that word. Sure. Because who isn't really and who, you know, and who it, but like, yeah, you know, lots, lots of actors, they're in entertainment or they're in music or whatever. But you have always been interesting because you're very, very, very good at like really frightening technical things that I don't <laughs> understand. Like software and, and the, yeah. you know, the job that you do. Yeah. But you're also incredibly musical and incredibly creative as well. You're one of the only people I can th that comes to the top of my head of like you literally ride that line very well. Mm. A lot of people put themselves in one or the other camp. Oh, I see. Yeah, but do you? But I've also also got the impression that both of them you could do as a job, and both of them you would still enjoy as a job. Which again is is something that we've kind of come up before, where if you enjoy something, um, and then suddenly you have to make money doing it, it can often. Yeah. massively decrease how much you enjoy doing it which is yeah. a dangerous thing because if it's something you really are passionate about and then it's like oh this is how i feed myself now it yeah. just twist it can twist things yeah like you you love playing computer games but oh now you've now you're a twitch streamer and you've got to play this game <laughs> every day for four hours a day and yeah ask for your bitties and your subscriptions like is that now is that now fun i don't think yeah. that's quite what you had in mind or yeah, you love coffee, so you're going to put cafe. Oh, mm. boy. Yeah, you didn't think that through. Um, yeah, I think I'm enormously lucky in that making things work, i.e. computers, is to me almost as much fun as making music or right. playing the drums or performing. Like You get that little frisson of excitement mm. when, oh, shit, this thing works. Like, oh, this thing I've been working on, oh, yeah, like, ah, oh, it works. That's awesome. Yeah. And with programming, you get those little, little, little buzz nuggets. That's not a great word. But you get <laughs> those. the best word I've heard today. <laughs> buzz nuggets. You get a buzz nugget, you're like, oh, yes, awesome, this now works. Or when you get to write that, it's like really clean little function or mm. something even small like that is very rewarding. I mean, I need to preface that by saying it is immensely frustrating as well for <laughs> an awful lot of the time. Yeah. You know, even for someone who's been doing this for 10, 12 years, immensely frustrating. Like, why wouldn't this dang thing work? And the thing is, it does exactly what you tell it to, which is both a blessing and a curse because it turns out you're an idiot and you forgot the semicolon here. Is it that's why the whole thing breaks down. Is it always as simple as stuff like that? But no. it's literally... It's, no, it's Because that's how it works on TV. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> oh, I forgot this, let me go on. Yeah. Get rid of this. Um, it's a mixture of things, you know, sometimes it is that. Sometimes... Hmm, it's... I mean, the closest metaphor I can think of is, you know, building a house of cards. Yeah. Which, you know, it's... Piece by piece, it's kind of easy, but it takes a bit of concentration and you've got to build this mental model of how all these things are working together. Right. But it's very easy to miss a step or, you know, someone comes in and asks you a question and suddenly, oh, oh wait, oh my God, i got to start all over again, all comes crashing down. Mm -hmm. um, and humans in general don't have much experience historically about how to build software. This incredibly esoteric, you know, completely imagined thing that is very difficult to, for outsiders to see or understand or yeah. even, uh, you know, grasp what's happening. Um, but, we, you know, we've had thousands of years of building houses, but this thing is very, you know, we don't really know how to do it well. Uh, so it's, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, we're learning how to do it while also trying to build products and companies on it. Yes. Which okay. is... Yeah, an ongoing kind of battle, and it yeah. never stays still. There's new stuff coming along. There's problems found with the old stuff. You've got to keep that going. You know, it's just this constant balancing act of maintaining the code base you have, but then also building new features onto it, and then you know going back and refactoring the old stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it is fascinating, but it's very difficult to talk about it to people outside of that world yeah, because it I, is yeah. just so esoteric. You know. Do you know one of the one a really 
bizarrely happy memory for me mm. was on that trip that we mentioned earlier, you introduced me to the Ruby Rogues podcast, <laughs> which was people talking endlessly about software code. And I didn't understand 95% of it, but somehow it was so... We would get back in the car the next day and you'd be like, should right, we listen to Hanson <laughs> or Ruby Rogues? And I'd be like, I want to listen to that podcast again. I didn't understand a word, but somehow it was... I think I'm just like that. You know when people are just really knowledgeable about a thing? I'm sometimes quite happy that I'm not, but just to listen to them passionately discuss it. Yes. I'm all that is one of my favourite things. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And here I want to give a plug to your recent appearance on the name of the podcast. Who's movie people, Heaven, Movie Hell. Movie Heaven, Movie Hell, oh, yeah. where you talked for two and a half hours about yeah. the Halloween movie franchise, yeah. which I know nothing about. I vaguely remember, oh, it's a slash movie from the 70s. Yeah. There's some scary masks there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's all I know about it. Yet yeah. you managed to talk about it so much so in depthly for two and a half hours, oh, I was God. I was amazed. Yeah, I haven't revisited that because of my own voice, but um, you know, it was incredible, yeah. <laughs> amazing. I really enjoyed it. I love that. That's, I'm so happy. That you I, I don't even think I've seen. I don't think I've seen the original. <gasps> I've seen H two O because yeah. I'm a Joseph Gordon Levitt completist, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, well, so hang on. Spoiler alert, once they put an ice skate into his face, did you just turn it off? Well, I finished it. That's literally yeah. three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, fine, good. There's a, you are a Josh Hartnett completist as well. Oh, back in the day. Oh, man, do you remember when we went to see Rain Man with Josh Hartnett <laughs> oh, on the yes, stage? Oh, you do. Oh, that was so good. And I was talking the other day about when we saw John Lithgow oh. doing Spoken Word, oh. which was simultaneously the most pretentious theatre I've seen, but also the one of the most joyous pieces of His theater, One Man so. Show, which I've now yeah. seen twice. I saw it on Broadway. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Of course you did. Uh, what's it called? It's called Stories. Stories yeah. by... John Lithgow. Stories by Heart. Oh, John Lithgow. And he has those like, amazing like, uh, like face shots, what do they call them? Headshots yeah, of him yeah. around and just dressed in black. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, oh my gosh, if you get to see it, it's yeah. incredible. So good. I love that. Um, yeah, but um, we're going back to the, the music. So, oh, yeah. Um, would you want to work as a musician again? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Sometimes I think I would. Sometimes I'm not sure I would. <laughs> you know, I think what I really enjoyed about our times in the band was when we were in the studio. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, when I was you know, the most happiest. Like You're really just going into the guts of a song yeah, and you're kind of pulling it apart and working out exactly what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there. And then it's just you engineer doing the takes getting it out there yeah i just really love that process of building the song yeah that you've been playing live a whole bunch but they're getting to get it sounding good in the studio i really love that i learned that i didn't really like being on tour that much like i just do not understand how these huge bands go on tour for nine months of the year like it's really it's awful like no one tells you this but 90 percent of being on tour is waiting you're waiting to sound check you're there, yeah. you soundtrack. Then you're waiting to go on stage. Then you're waiting to go to the hotel. In your hotel. Then you're waiting in the bus to go to the next venue and you're just sitting in the tour bus for eight hours. And yeah. it's just, you yeah. know, you get that. I do that agree. hour you're on stage is incredible. That is a rush. But yeah. for those 23 other hours, you're just waiting around. I don't know. I, I often think you know. that as well. And that hour, but I guess that hour, hour and a half, to me, was always my favourite bit of the band stuff. Was yeah. like that was just just so much energy and excitement and like I don't know. Do you know what? Even like the little in jokes of like you and me <laughs> in, at certain points during songs because you always well, like to hit the cymbals with your headstock of your guitar. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Just little. I looked forward to that so much. So, yes, I agree. And then the other 23 hours was pretty rough in a lot of ways. But not always. But it sometimes yeah. depended on the mood of... You know, you look back on it, yeah. You and you're just like, oh boy, that's just a lot of... But nothings. I would counter the... If you're a band that goes on tour for nine months or these days, two and a half years, some people yeah. do, you've probably got 
more amenity available than we did. <laughs> Not to say it wasn't successful, True. but you've probably got your own sleeping quarters and you're probably, probably not yeah. trying to find the code to your ETAP at three in the morning and... ETAP, what a uh, lifesend. You're probably not um, doing karaoke mm-hmm. in Hamburg. <laughs> or maybe you are. But if you are, the, the responsibility isn't then suddenly back on you. Like, yeah. I think having an awful lot of money and a, an awful lot of people around you to keep the tour moving rather yeah. than just the five people in the band and maybe a no. spy driving you around. <laughs> yeah. But it, it probably I, is a bit easier. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I still imagine there's a lot of the kind of the waiting around thing is still there. But also I imagine if you're on tour for nine months, every time you get to a new place, you have to do 18 interviews before you get to soundcheck. And when you get to soundcheck, yeah. your techs are doing it for you anyway. So it doesn't, you just go there to make sure you're happy with it. It's not about yeah. the venue. Yeah. So, but yeah. On the basis of that experience, you know, it really made me question like, do you actually want to do this? Yeah. Like, is this actually a thing you want to mm. pursue? Because up until that point, you know, I was pretty serious about being a drummer. Like, I spent four or five years, you know, trying to become the best drummer I can and spending time. Just spent a lot of time rehearsing and practicing. Mm. Um, but yeah, the reality of tour life was like, oh, 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 yeah. And then also, you know, you're in a band of five people, so you need to suddenly earn enough money for five people to have a living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were, we were compared to 90% of bands, we were pretty successful. Yeah, yeah. But still nowhere near enough to actually no. make a living from it. And no. yeah. that has seemed more and more un- unobtainable. Um, mm. And yeah, the opportunity was like, well, you can carry on doing this, which is, you know, fun now and then, but, you know, it's a real coin toss as to whether this is yeah. actually going to become a, a living you can, you can live with. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, you know, computers are actually, you, I still get some of the similar... Yeah, you know, I think the way you talked about burst. the the building in the studio is exactly mm. the way you talked about the house of cards in the in yeah. Trading, actually. Yeah, and what I really love is that uh, cooperation and collaboration with other people of like mm-hmm. making this thing together, which also happens in the software world. You know, you've got yeah. your product people, the designers, the people who work on like the back end systems, the people who write the front end, the client side code. So you're, you know, this small team of you know, you're essentially a band making yeah. this little product and that's kind of how Spotify is deliberately structured into small teams. So my team is, you know, six or seven people mm. working on this thing. And actually, yeah, I mean, that's what I enjoy is yeah. collaboration. So you're, I, I just feel like you're super happy in work and super happy in the things <laughs> that you're good at doing. What else do you do? <laughs> what do you do outside of that because I we always have this on the podcast of like how do we define ourselves yeah um, and often people define themselves by their work because it's all encompassing whether yep. they like that or not yeah that's the reality of what we, where, where we live yeah the world we live in exactly oh yeah exactly yep. um, but it doesn't it's not the whole person so when you're not doing work either music or software. Yeah. What's making you happy? What's keeping you a boy- the buoyant human that you are? <laughs> floating on the surface of life. <laughs> well, wow. Well, I mean, I've got a podcast, but that's, again, the same. I'm going to lump that with music, right? It's, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's creating work. I, I, in a, yeah, in a, in a way, but, you know. Yeah. I, I would say, if, I, if someone said to me, what do you think Ed does to keep himself happy outside of the working stuff? I would say eating bread. <laughs> it's probably high up there because I've never seen a man who's so athletically fit <laughs> consume so much bread and it not affect him. This is going to be my celebrity diet, the Edwin the Van bread. Lanham's bread diet. It's amazing. This guy, I saw an all-you-can-eat buffet in Las Vegas. <laughs> start, start the all-you-can-eat buffet with a course of bread, just bread. And which, then, people, which many people will tell you is a mistake, but I will not. <laughs> I think that's the only way to go. Absolutely amazing. And then <laughs> proceeded to make sandwiches out of most of the rest of the buffet as well. That Kobe beef sandwich. Oof. Oh, man. I still remember that to this day. Bread's like the thing that will 
it's totally the opposite of what you should be doing, but you get away with it. Um, yeah, but what what are you doing? What are you doing when? To you're be not... honest, I really don't do all that much. <laughs> I think maybe that's it. You that's do it, a yeah. bunch of work. Yeah, you kind of stay late, use the little studio space at the office to work on some music. Nice. You record your podcast at lunchtime in a spare meeting room that you can find. Um, and then you know I'm home. I'm napping. Uh, <laughs> I do like to cook. Yeah, that's probably what I would say. Actually, if I was giving you the serious mm. answer, is that me putting on a podcast, putzing about in the kitchen. You know, nothing fancy, but you know, it's making something. Mm-hmm. You know, using those really nice, expensive knives. <laughs> chopping yeah. up, like yeah, a, a, a nicely weighted, well-made knife is a thing of thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, you know, making making dinner. That's. Yeah, I'm kind of that's when I'm in my happy place. Yeah, oh, and drinking wine as well. There you go, that's the yeah, trifecta. Wine, Cooking a podcast, going and some wine. Amazing. That's what I need. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh I find I mean routine is something I crave. Right. And I think that's maybe why this idea of like a gigging musician is wasn't a thing that really appealed to me because suddenly, you know, every day, although it's mundane and repetitive. There's still no structure to it or yeah, kind of true. a routine. I don't know. Um, whereas, you know, I'm like, oh, alarm set for this time. This is when this happens. This is when, you know. Yeah, see, I... Which I really like. Can't do that. Yeah. Like, if I want stuff done, I need to be in routine. Like, I know that, right. like, Thursday nights is when I go do some music production. I know that Saturday morning is when I edit the podcast. I yeah. know that... Saturday night is pizza night, you know, <laughs> which I think is terrifying to some people because you're like, this is just a horrible cage of repetition. That's not a thing, but no, you know, it's own it. Yeah, it is. yeah, it is now. cage of repetition. Boom. By the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I actually, that's like how I get things done. Like yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know that in order to eat this vast quantity of bread. I need to go to the gym, so I just <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning on, on weekdays. That's when I go to the gym, and there's no real question about it. It's no like, oh, do you think you should go to the? No, it's like, no, you're going to the gym at eight o'clock this morning. Leave at nine. Get on the train here. You know, you are uh, you are a genuine inspiration. <laughs> I, the, I will. I my brain will find any possible reason to break a routine. If any, mm. if one starts setting, if you in, notice one creep up on you, whoa, <laughs> routine's coming in. Smash it to pieces. Right. Um. Yeah, like but, if I had got into a routine of gym at eight o'clock, for example, yeah, then my brain would go right. You now need to be at work two hours before that. So you can't. There'll, there'll, there'll be something where you go, no, you can't do that. Now. Right. But that is interesting for someone who's built their own business. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. Though. Yeah. Do you have a way of separating out work time and non-work time? Yeah, when I go home. <laughs> right. But that's not a time. Specific that's t- just that's that. not a specific time. It's just, um, well, you know, and poor Danny has to live with, mm. what time will you be home? And I say, when I'm finished. Because I don't, n- because there is no, there is no stop. Like, the thing is, I'm never finished. So it's just when I get to yes. a point where I go, that'll do. Yeah. And I'll pick it up in the morning. I think that's why I like the office life is that, mm. you know, it's done, well, you know, done six o'clock, say, 6.30. Yeah. You know, oh, that's it. I can, I close the laptop, that's done with. And now the rest of the time is my time. Yeah. I, you know, I don't even like working from home that much because suddenly I have no structure or, mm. you know, cue as like, oh, this should be this time. I think like compartmentalizing things is how things work or how I work quite well for me like I found out that having <laughs> alright this is my life hack have separate <laughs> <laughs> so my life hack would be in in Mac OS you can have you can add as many user accounts as you want so I actually have separate user accounts for each thing that I want to do so if I want to have so I've got my login for like music production got my login for doing like software programming so I'm going to work on some iPhone apps and then I have one for like, so like blogging or writing and actually having that division rather than just everything lumped together in one computer where I can do anything or other or one like login or one 
system where I can do anything. You know, you have to be deliberate of like, oh, I'm sitting down to do music production. Okay, I'll log into that account and now I can do it. That is very interesting. I like that idea. That's a good little... Compartment. That is a good little life hack. It's funny about, as well because... I've been called a complete maniac for organising <laughs> my apps on my iPhone the way you do. By colour. By colour. <laughs> when I saw you done that, I remember it so well. May 2015, we were in that donut shop near your now old office. Oh, dough. Yeah. Yeah. And With the hibiscus donuts. You Which tastes like tomato pulled ketchup. up your phone and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> By colour. That's so pleasing to the eye. And I did it right there in the shop and I've never gone back. And I never know where anything is, but I just search for them. Right, you have a spotlight yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but Stu's called me a maniac several times. Uh, Nick winds him up. <laughs> Why is it by colour? Why not? It looks nicer. Um, yeah, so that would be my suggestion from us as, as a joint, joint life adventure. Hack. Yeah. Get your apps, stick them in colours. You'll never know where any of them are, but it will look <laughs> nice. Yeah, I still I still do it to this day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone else does it. So of course, the problem is that's my other podcast, Seven Days to Play, which is a mobile game review podcast, means that each week I need to install a new a new app. So oh. unfortunately, my coloration has gone a little bit out of oh, key because I need to keep adding it to, to yeah. new ones. But yeah, what the only thing that stresses me about the coloration thing is when an app upgrades its design and suddenly mm, wrong what was once silver is now blue and yeah. and then suddenly you're flicking through blue and you go, what that? <laughs> that silver one in there? Get out. Yeah, Get out and that rainbow catch-all mm. not quite pleasing to the eye. Oh, yeah, the old Instagram. Yeah. Well, Instagram I keep separate anyway because I use it a lot. So I've got like four top-line apps. <laughs> <laughs> what a podcast. Four yeah. top-line apps where they're just separate and then I've got two others as well. <laughs> but that's good to know. Um, well, you know, we should go because we need to go and eat some dinner. Oh, yeah, and that makes me happy, eating. Yeah, well, we've established that ha- eating makes you happy, structure makes you happy, you yeah. make me happy. Uh, I love when you come and visit this country. And I wish I came to visit you more, but um, it's, it's hard to go to New York. Yeah. Uh, if I say just for you, that's not just for you. No, it's just harder to just get there. Whereas, like... You have more than just me here. That's also true. Yeah, but um, also it's and also it's, a, like, it's like a big, noisy, dirty city. I like it though. Yeah, but um, if I lived in I don't know Austin, you can just like oh I get a rental car. Thing like living's cheap, but yeah, you know true, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a little bit easier. Do you think you will move around the states? Actually, that's two questions. Partly yeah. just for my own interest. Yeah. Um, do you now you're heading into green card territory? Do you think that you will? Pledge allegiance to the flag and become a citizen. Mm-hmm. Okay. A. Right. And back. B. Will you? Do you think you'll stay in New York, or do you think because it's just such a big country? This is why I always tell people who haven't visited very much. A lot of people say, "Oh, America is all the same," and they've been to. Mm. And it turns out they've been to Orlando, right. and maybe New York for a weekend, and they go, "Yeah, well, it was America." I'm like, there's 50 individual cultures and countries almost that I find fascinating. And yeah. you and I have seen a few, and I've seen 46 of them. Nice. And it's all great to see. And there's so much country there that you could stay in on your current predicament and find another completely different culture and place to be. Would you do that if the opportunity came up? So first, first question on the stack would I? I don't know if I would go for my citizenship or not. That's <sighs> it's tricky. Mm. Right? You does it raises the question of you know what is your who are you? Are you defined by where you were born and mm. what passport you hold? Are you defined by what you do now versus yeah. what you did? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Um, but that said, I don't have any compunction to come back here. Like, this country seems a bit of a mess, just like the America does, but somehow I have more faith in America sorting itself out than here, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but we shall, we'll see. And that's not yeah. an answer, but no, I think, but, but to that be is honest... An answer. The answer is, I'm not I, sure. I'm probably there for good, I think. Yeah. 
That said, my boyfriend is very keen on Paris. <laughs> as a, yeah. as, Paris Hilton. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Perez Hilton, love TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. but then that's, I mean, that raises all, a whole other bunch of questions about how that's yeah, ever yeah. going to work. Yeah. But I am up for moving around. There's no no secret that I really like LA. Mm-hmm. Or I think I like LA <laughs> and would like to move there. Well, you've proven already. If you think you like yeah. something, you probably will. <laughs> so you might as well go for it. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend is a New Yorker through and through. Right. Born across the river in New Jersey. Grew up there. Like he doesn't have any inclination to leave in a way that I think New Yorkers often do. <laughs> They're very <laughs> right. much like, hey, yeah. this is the best city in America. I have no reason to leave. Mm. It might be dirty and expensive and all the rest of it, but it's home, there's, baby. there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, he's also in academia and he's finishing up his PhD. And the way I understand academia works is that, well, A, it doesn't work, but B, <laughs> you kind of have to go where the jobs are. You don't really get a choice. Like if, right. if a department in your field of expertise is hiring and they're in Kentucky, then you kind of, that's where you have to go. Mm. You don't really get a choice. So, um, or now, until he finishes, until he finishes his dissertation next year, I th- we're kind of like, hey, we'll kind of figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough in that my job can be done anywhere. Yeah, really. That's true. Um, yeah. So that's good. And but yeah, I'm certainly up for exploring more of the states. Like it's been six years in New York. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, and I yeah, I like it there a lot. You know, um, it's it's not anyone. It's not really anyone's, it's not someone's city. You know, I was chatting to a friend of mine and they kind of contrasted it to, you know, Madrid or London. You know, you go to Madrid, it's Spain. You know, you're Spanish, it's, it's, they, they have Madrid. If you're in London, you know, it's the English people. The English have, have, <laughs> yes. have London. You know, New York, no one really has New York. It's kind of there for everyone. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah, you kind of get that. I'm like, huh, that's kind of... That's really interesting. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's there. And as an immigrant that you are now, yeah, um, that's pretty welcoming in a lot of ways to know that yeah. there's a piece available for you to carve out without yeah. sort of um, feeling, you know, threatened or anything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's very nice. I like that. Well, you know, I yeah, it'd be interesting to see where you end up. Yes. And I will always be <laughs> following, looking for you. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I would surmise that you are happy and you do know it. Oh, thank you. And that's the final you. rating you get to the end. Okay, great. Well, that's the first yeah. time I've ever done that. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> might be a thing now. Yeah. I, the next person that comes on will probably be like, I won't do it because it might be upsetting. I yeah. don't know. Who the like, yeah, who knows? It's like ah, uh, yeah, no, so you're not happy. Get out you of here. are really unhappy. I think you should leave. Uh, let's go and have some bread for dinner. Great, my favourite meal for my favourite course. <laughs> or different methods for different shepherds. <laughs>